to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 197 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name is Sam. I'm Chris. Sitting across from me in the world-class podcast studio here in the garage. Uh, I wonder how many other podcasts have such an extensive, uh, amazing studio like we do. I was thinking about that the other day. Just asking Mark Marin. Maybe. Well, no, he, <laughs> he's like in a room, I think, now in his, his new place. He's in a new place. Yeah, yeah, true. Oh, so Toffee's here too. The producer has decided to turn up. Now, this producer doesn't really do anything apart from just wine. <laughs> and hey, not I'm gonna... doing the wine. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible joke. Yeah, uh, I've got a bit of red wine here. So uh, we'll jump right on into a little bit of feedback about last week's topics. Uh, uh, okay. Oh, uh, uh, is this where we do the updates or um, apologies or whatever you want to call it? Well, usually when I do the show notes, I have to find the links uh, and then I sort of read about it and I may find out new things. So uh, the Domino Pizza promo we talked about in Russia. Yeah. So I said 70 years because I listened to that episode today, actually. Yeah. Well, okay, cool. But it, it, it's 100 pizzas per year for 100 years per person. That's, that's insane, right? Uh, was, that is 10,000 pizzas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So that was crazy. And your word of the day last week, Tamashigiri. No, Tamashigiri like is, um, is, is breaking. No, my word last week was Sujigiri. Yeah, yeah. And you, you completely spelled it wrong because that's the word. No, nah, that's not the word I had on there. I know the difference because I used to speak a fair bit of Japanese. No, I understand that. But that there is the proper description of what you were talking about last week. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So I think it might have maybe autocorrected. But anyway, they didn't run down the street just hacking up people. They would use cadavers. They usually use cadavers 99% of the time. And occasionally they were allowed to use a prisoner. And when they did the chopping off people, if they did like five hip cuts to like practice, they'd notch that in the blade and it would be marked um, five hip cuts and whatever else it had done in the testing sort of phase. And that, when they could sell that blade, that would increase the price value because apparently the testing on cadavers and or prisoners was quite expensive and they had to pay for that back in the same time period. Oh, wow. According to the Wikipedia article, I read. Yeah, see, I should have gone to Wikipedia instead of one of those sites that does all the five ways that bloody blah happens in Bodiba. The old list article. Yeah, I did one of those. That's what I did. So, okay. But that's right. Oh, it was really bad. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, um, good to know that it was because it, it did strike me as interesting because Japan was so. You know, you know the old Dungeons and Dragons, lawful versus chaotic. It was really lawful; like everything had to be done just right. So it seemed a bit random that somebody would just walk down the street and cut somebody with a sword. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. a bit of um, traumatic license or something yeah. like that. Yeah, okay. maybe. All right, fair enough. So we were before we get into whatever four-year-old Chinese boy's been up to. I have no idea. We were on the Blink film shoot this weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, that was good, eh? It was. It was uh, about seven and a half hours, I think, in total. Yep. Um, I'm not sure what Chris was. I think he was the official timekeeper. Me? Yeah. Yeah, I was yelling at everybody. You keep yelling up the time. Time uh, check, because we were two hours behind schedule. Yeah, I. it was weird, because dealing with creative people, everyone's just doing whatever they're doing, and that 
didn't seem to do anything. It didn't, eh? I, 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 I just looked at everyone and everyone else was just carrying on doing whatever we were doing. And I was like, that doesn't mean anything, really. So I don't know. But I, I knew where you were coming from. Like, oh, no, you know. I know, I know, I know. That really was a last resort because I don't know what else to do. I was like, okay, what, what time will you be ready? I'll be ready in 15 to, minutes. To be honest, 30 though, minutes later, I'm like... Far out, you're still not ready. I, I'll tell you when you uh, on the the date the whenever we shot the other day when I was there, the time when you realised you were running out of time or something wasn't working was when Sarah, the camera person, DOP, yep. she would start freaking out, and she didn't do that this time, right? Because she'd be like, "Hurry up, hurry up, lights Because she was, yep. I don't know if she had to be somewhere or what the deal was, but she was really pushing it near the end. Yeah, but this time she was a bit more relaxed, so maybe not. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. We we were a little bit over, but not too much over. I guess well, two hours. So but, one more day. Yeah. We're going back on the twenty <coughs> ninth, uh, and we're going to go mainly just a few pickups and night shot or something. And the other half of that conversation, I guess, with um, Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had to film a conversation between three people, one of whom was there, and the other two will be there. The, in, yeah, movie magic. Yeah, in a couple of days' time. So you got to cut all that together as if all three are there together at the same time. It's I was, ex- just, oh I was explaining God. that to someone the other day, and they are like, but it won't make any sense. And I was like, no, because the camera switches, and, it, you know, it's just magic. Yeah, I, I, I told you about the time we did um, – well, you can watch it yourself. It is online. It's called oh. Karma Geddon. It's the first film we ever made. Actually, if you just search on the Chris and Sam podcast dot com, it does come up in one of the show notes, and I've got it linked there. Oh, really? Um, and yeah, and we had the two sides of the conversation on either side of the table. So we had one side of the conversation filled. You know, it had been scripted, and um, and it had her side of the conversation. And then we turned the table. You know, turned the cameras all around the other side of the table, and and. <laughs> Jeff, good old Raddy, Jeff uh, Penny does the other side of the conversation, and he just gets more and more angry as he's going through. And then when you put them together, that makes no sense at all because she's just talking normal, and he's just getting angrier and angrier, louder and louder. It's like, what's going on? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's your, the first time we'd done anything. It was it hilarious. Was, it was 48 too, eh? 48 that was a 48 hour film. Yeah, so, yeah, you so, know, you so. can't expect too much. Uh, oh, we should mention, big shout out to whoever our new listeners are. Uh, we, someone's downloaded every single episode in the last week, so that's been good. And then we had another 50 downloads just like yesterday as well, across all sorts. So I think people are going through the back catalogue. Uh, finding some gems and stuff that are possibly there. And when they hear this, it might be like a year later. Who knows? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Um, so, yeah, four-year-old Chinese boy. So you haven't heard Did anything you get about the story. Have no. you ordered one? No. AliExpress. No, no. Um, I've got an LED uh, grow light that hydroponic people get coming. Yes, for giant pumpkins yep. or seedlings. It comes with glasses so I can look at it. Oh, really? Yeah, I get glasses, uh, a hanging system and pulleys and a rope and a power cord and all those other bits and pieces. Holy crap. So I'm looking forward so to that. So this will be the studio slash grow room. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> That's right. All right. So um, this was, I, I got this from the BBC World uh, podcast. This is where Chris gets all his news from, I think, at the These moment. Days, yeah. But it, to be honest, quite trustworthy news source, usually legit. 
probably don't really need to fact check this too much. Yeah, except when I make mistakes about what I thought they were talking about. But anyway, all right. So this four-year-old Chinese boy was found okay. uh, standing on the side of the road. Yeah. Had a balloon in one hand and a bag in another and was crying and was calling out for help. Okay. So some woman came over and yeah. helped him. Uh, in the bag was some clothes and a note saying, the parents are now divorced and neither of us want him. <laughs> oh, no. So the father couldn't be found. Like, they tried to find him and he'd moved on or something. They found the mother, but she f- refuses to have anything to do with the boy. It's like, no. Nah. Whoa. Um, so this went pretty viral on in the whole Chinese. On, on, was it Weibo? Is that, yeah, Weibo yeah, is Weibo, their one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Weibo, and everybody was like... It's not a viral marketing thing. It's an actual thing. No, it's an actual oh, okay. thing. Okay, just checking. Um, and people, some people, I think there's some people saying they're willing to adopt the boy and all that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Chinese people were were quite moved by the boy's plight, but it, it just it just blew me away. Like I was listening to it, um, and they were describing you know the situation, and the the parents just like I couldn't even do that to a puppy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, it's crazy. Put it out there and go unwanted. You know, dump dump it somewhere, but g- give the boy a balloon. And a bag and yeah. just leave on the side of the road and drive it's off. next level uh, crazy, especially with both of them doing it. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. Mm, crazy. So, you wonder what sort of uh, life he's going to have uh, going up. He's probably going to have no issues at all. Not at all. He'll be fine. Hey, uh, I, I was on Reddit today and they've got a subreddit called Ask Reddit. And there's all these questions about whatever and, and that. And the top one, I just read it real briefly. This guy said... Me and my wife, we've been trying for a long time to have a child. We had IVF and we have a son. He's 14 months old. And for some reason, he goes, I don't really know why, but I went out and got a DNA test done. And uh, neither of us have any DNA in common with this child. So it's not my wife's egg. It's not my sperm. It's not my child. What do I do? And they're like, lawyer up, like, quick. Because they said there has been cases of this happening before. And they said, but potentially your child or your wife's egg or whatever that's all been implanted in someone else so someone else has your kid and you've got someone else's kid imagine that uh yeah uh, uh, yeah i don't know if you if you give birth to the child uh you pretty much go there that, that's my kid right like i mean I don't you, know. You I, don't, think, I want you, to know. I, I, you'd I, assume so, but I don't know. You'd, I don't know how much the DNA itself matters. You know what I mean? No, it's that whole nature versus nurture sort of thing. And Yeah. I mean, the only thing, and, and I can say this because I don't know who my father was, is when they talk about family medical history, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. would I know? So that kid's going to have that. If, you know, I don't know. Mm. Um but that's the only thing I think DNA has an issue with. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's just that it depends. Like that could go real crazy real fast. They it, might they might give him a balloon and it, a bag. In America, in three with years. The, their lawyers and the craziness that happens oh, over there. Gonna, that's, that's next level. I don't even think about. They that. are going to be on every TV talk show soon. Straight away, they'd be all over it. Oh God! Oh, I'm so over America. That's right. It won't be around for much longer.
Yeah, you, you say that. That will be. That <coughs> now will. I'm coughing. So I was really, 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 really happy. You were. You um, were. He was. He was like, oh my God, I ran on the treadmill or went to, oh no, to gym body I combat did body nonstop. I in Les Mills uh, on Monday. I hadn't been for a couple of weeks and I basically hadn't done a full session for months. Um, mostly because I would go in and I'd start coughing through the session. So the last time I went was two Mondays ago, and um, and I thought I was fine because I hadn't been coughing at work and that. And I went in and I lasted about two or three tracks, and I was coughing so much I was getting dizzy. I thought I was going to fall over, so I had to leave the class. And you just feel like a dick leaving yeah. in the middle of the class. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I didn't do anything last week, and of course I'd gone to Wellington and stuff, so that sort of mucks things up a bit anyway. And so I went on Monday, and I was like, oh, don't know how much I'm going to last. And I cruised through the whole thing. I was so good. I felt so good. It was great. So, yeah. Look at them go. This is what happens to old people. They, but they now, I'm, now I'm on mine. So that's not happening uh, Anyway. You know what you should be doing? Have you heard about Mark Wahlberg's schedule? No. So Mark Wahlberg uh, posted this. Uh, I guess he, I don't know what he posted it on. Anyway, he posted it out to the world. And this is his uh, his insane daily workout schedule. And he reckons he does this every day. And basically, everyone's just gone, just taking the piss out of him. It's great. So at 2.30 2 a.m. in the morning, he wakes up, has a bit of prayer time, then breakfast. 3.40 to 5.15, he has a workout. And then at 5.30 a.m., he has a work pre post-workout meal, shower. Then he has golf from 7.30 to 8 a.m. People are like, what are you doing running around the golf course? And he pretty much said, Yes. And then from 9.30 till 10.30, he's in a cryo chamber recovery session. Then he has snack, 11 o'clock's family time, meetings, work calls, 1 o'clock's lunch, then meetings, work calls, pick up the kids at 3, snack at 3.30, workout number 2 from 4 to 5, has a shower, spends time with the family for 2 hours from 5.30 to 7, then goes to bed. So, uh, Well, the, the, the only thing that makes total sense there is going to bed at 7. So he, because, he's... <laughs> I get up at... My alarm goes off at 3.15 every morning. And you can totally get used to that. Like, it doesn't bug me at all. Uh, I get up and I get going and I'm, I'm out of here by 4.05 usually. But, um, but yeah, I, I go to bed about 8.30, 9 o'clock. I, I actually was up last night playing <sighs> Skyrim. I dusted that old game off and I was playing that and I went to bed at 9.30. I was so tired this morning. So, yeah, he'd have to go to bed at 7 if he's getting up too. Yeah. And people say, what about events and stuff? And he goes, no, don't go at all. So anyway, uh, Ryan Reynolds has posted his workout routine, uh, which may or may not be a piss take. <laughs> I, can I guess? <laughs> uh, 9am till 7. So he's broken it down Monday to like a whole week he's broken down. So basically, these are some highlights. So you can check it out in the show notes on the podcast. One of them, uh, Monday 9 o'clock, he sneaks out of a screening to regroup. It can't be all about you. This is her moment. Get it together, asshole. So it must be a movie that uh, his wife's in. Uh, find out why they're called Toronto Maple Leafs instead of leaves. It makes no sense. Uh, later on in the week, he will find a new hairstyle. That takes him six hours to do that. And when they queried him on it, he says, no, no, that's not getting a new hairstyle. That's just researching it. Come on, it takes longer than that. He's got to pick up his kids from the celebrity child kennel. Um, <laughs> cry in front of a stranger. <laughs> Watch Paddington 2 for the 100th time, then watch it uh, again later the same night alone, and then uh, spend the day on Sundays looking for roles which feature a strong male character. So what he's done, 
is he uh you can email him and i did uh he's the owner of aviation gin he owns a gin company i don't know that Ryan reynolds yeah yep. and when you email him it just comes back and it says um bruce see below i'm swamped no way i can squeeze in any more work into this week and then he's got the schedule posted as an auto reply <laughs> so that was pretty cool bruce don't know, I just said Bruce. I was like, did you no. email him as Bruce? No, <laughs> not at all. Chris and Sam, Sam from the Chris and Sam podcast in New Zealand. And okay, and it just says Bruce. Okay, fine, that's cool. Yes, yeah, so I had to explain to somebody how our uh, our podcast. The uh, magic, the magic, magic that is podcasting. Yes, yeah, so there was a long series of posts on uh, somebody's uh, Facebook uh, conversation. Anyway, um, Comic-Con. Went to Johannesburg. I don't really have anything to say about this, just that Comic-Con went for the first time to Johannesburg, totally sold out, so, and people were really impressed with it. Where, it's in San Francisco normally, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where, San Diego? San Diego. San Diego. Eh? Yeah, San yeah, Diego yeah. Comic-Con. Where else is it? Because I don't know off the top of my head. I think There's another one somewhere in America. There's, there's a couple. There's at eight. least a couple in America, I think. Is this the... First time they've gone outside of the country? I don't know. Again, don't know. No, interesting. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in London or somewhere like that. Well, there'll be there'll be things similar to it, but it won't be Comic-Con, maybe. No. Like, we've got Armageddon. Yeah, in New Zealand, Armageddon, which are the, the bad people because they didn't give us free tickets. No, they did. They emailed us today, but Chris doesn't read his emails. So, oh, um, did we? We get tickets? Yes! Well, I mean, well, hang on, oh, hang okay. on. Let, let's should we discuss this after the podcast? No, we can no, talk. No, no, we okay, we right. can talk about it now. So, so I'm learning this for the first yeah. time. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Chris, it happens a lot to Chris if it involves an email. <laughs> um, he's on a phone call. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Comes home on a phone speaker call with somebody from TEDx, one of the organisers, and she goes, "Have you seen this? Have you seen this email?" And I'm like, "Oh no, Sam's behind me, and he's just taking a swig of his coke." And I thought he was going to choke. I thought I was going to have to. Do I was the almost going to just something. yell out, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah!" And I was like, "Ah, oh, no, I haven't seen that email yet." So. So the email states that, congratulations, you, you've got tickets to again, and that's fine. Now, how it works, and I didn't know this before we signed up, and I'm like, uh. You can either pick the tickets up on the Thursday when they're building everything in the location, or you can get them on opening night uh, on the Friday night, which is the n- night before it starts. Otherwise, they will courier them to you for $15. Right. So that's the gist. Now, I'm working that whole weekend... I'm not sure if I can get a day off. I'm going to try and wrangle Monday off. Because right. go Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and that should work for you. Oh, because that's... You go Tuesday, don't you? I fly out to Noosa on Tuesday. That was uh, the... Yeah. So right. we'll, 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 we'll figure that out after the podcast, but... um. Yeah, don't don't worry about and it. We'll, and we'll make sure that you've got an actual email, maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. I've got one. Yeah, yeah, I'll better check. But yeah. if we do get them, I'm going to say put both of them in one courier packet because we're not paying $30 for two bits of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far out. Anyway, that was exciting. It was a real... Oh, also, I do want to state this, that someone possibly should be getting fired because the uh, subject line for this email is media pass pickup info, Tauranga Armageddon. And then it just talks about Auckland. Way to, and Tauranga's way to, already been, so... Way to wind you up. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay, what's Fogagam? 
What? F-O-H-G-A-G-M? Come on, Chris. It's the Friends of Hamilton Garden annual, annual general meeting. I was there last night. Uh, okay. I was there to present them a check. Uh, we gave them a donation from the Pumpkin Carnival, and uh, they said, uh, well, Jenny sort of said, oh, Sam wants to say a few words, and they're like, oh, we don't want to drag it on for too long. Oh. And I was like, nah, two minutes, that's all we need. But it was really interesting because we had our AGM in uh, August, and uh, this one, I haven't been to any other AGMs, I don't think. This one was almost identical. It's just lots more talking. Like, the president's report was way longer and they their financials are massive like you know tens of thousands of dollars that they're dealing with all the time i was by how much did you did the pumpkin carnival donate to them not much don't want to say <laughs> okay but we don't have much money so yeah yeah, yeah. i mean and, and we do that because the friends of volunteer the friends of hamilton garden volunteers that work in the information center sell giant pumpkin seedlings for us in the lead up uh next month and yep. we just want to get them on board again. I've got no problem because I they all know me. Like, Jenny's always introducing me to all these people that I've met like 10 times before. It's really weird. It's an old person thing. I'm pretty sure I've done it. I think I was... <laughs> I would have been the youngest person there by about... Oh, hang on, how old was that person? About 14 years wow. at least. So there was a lot of old people there. And I really thought they were going to query some of the stuff that came out in this president's report and what they were talking about. But like any other thing, they've got a committee, same amount of people that we do, all these members. We don't have many members. And no one wants to talk about anything. Um, so that was all good. So that's a little <laughs> unlike, uh, dissimilar to the um, TEDx Recurred debrief we had on Saturday. Yeah. Where uh, poor old Paige came along to listen for an hour, because she thought the meeting would be like an hour. It was four hours. Uh, that was the scheduled time that they they booked the room. Um, so we made sure we talked the whole four hours. Um, so Paige left after three. Um, and, yeah, uh, Gloria said today, actually, you know, meh. If, you wanted, if we'd booked it for two hours, we could have got all that talking done in two hours. Because we'd booked the room for four hours, the same amount of talking just got, you know, waffled on a bit in order to fill up the four hours. So here you go. Top time tip. Don't, yes. um, don't so, overbook. So um, uh, when it comes to general thing, they said, oh, we've got Sam here from uh, the Great Pumpkin. What They got that name wrong. I don't know what they said. Would you... Would you like the microphone? Oh, my God, old people with microphones. At one point, it was on the stand, and it just kept slowly going down until it was pointing downwards, and then you couldn't hear what the president was saying. And then there was, like, old people that couldn't hear anything. And then about two-thirds of the way through, she realized, and then she sort of pulled it up again. And then she realized they had, like, a wireless mic, so she just yanked it off, and then they were doing all this other stuff. I'm just trying to find the their speaker's name. So I got up, and they're like, do you want the microphone? I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'll just yell out. So uh, I spoke for like, I don't know, a minute and a half of that. And um, it seemed to break it up quite a bit. Like they all laughed with different things I was saying and they, they quite liked it. And I'm just, they had a guest speaker. So they had a speaker there called Elizabeth Esther. And um, I didn't know who that was when I heard the name. And uh, I've got a photo here. So I'm going to show Chris and see if, uh, I don't know if Chris will recognize her at all. Well, the name doesn't sound familiar. I only know. So that's me and Elizabeth Esther. There we go. Okay. So uh, she was an actress in Shortland Street like 20 years ago. She oh, played right. Carla, the crazy sister to someone else. That's all I know her from. And it turns out she was born and bred in Hamilton, lives in Auckland now. And she was coming down and she didn't really know what she was going to talk about. Um, 
but it turns out that she sort of her whole theme and she's really good at talking and for the life of me i'm trying to figure out in my head who she reminds me of there's someone she reminds me of when they talk but i can't right, think it was right but it was about seeds and mortality and that was her whole story and she told this amazing story about her mother and father and how they met and all this sort of stuff now her dad was a doctor um, and really, really big in the Hamilton Operatic Society here. So she was always in that environment. And right. I think he was still on stage at age 90, I think she said. Yep. <clears throat> I yep. could believe that. Yep. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I don't think. But the, the really cool thing is her mother, uh, according to her, don't know if this is 100% accurate, but her mum was the first person, first female to ever make a documentary in New Zealand but actually the first person to make a documentary that went on TV in New Zealand way back in the day. Oh, wow. And she went and did this, um, oh, I can't remember what the life of it's called. It was all about the little islands in the Hauraki Gulf. All right. And because she went, she was doing all this broadcasting stuff and she said, oh, it'd be really good if we did this thing. And they turned around and says, yeah, you can film it. You've got one week. Oh. So she went to all these weird places and that. And last year, Elizabeth, her daughter, remade and redid part of the documentary and it got showed on tv one and she revisited these places her mother had visited all those years ago right and she originally went university was studying law and all this and she said when i said i'm gonna drop out i think i want to do acting her mum and dad go that's awesome good on you like they just supported her the whole way and it was really good and she was saying, you know, you've got to deal with fear, rejection, lots and lots of rejection. Like, she was, yeah, like, yeah. really funny about that. And um, so she said her dad died last year. No, this year. Earlier this year. And uh, she did a, a talk, like, the day after he died. And she said he'd want me to do that. And she said it was just crazy. And um, she was talking about how they had a big house at Tamahiri and Hamilton Gardens was a place they went to quite a bit, and she knew all about it and stuff. But she was saying that um, one of the crazy things was a real estate agent rung up, and he said, hey, we're going to this island, uh, can't remember the name of it, it, begins with R, in the Hauraki Gulf, and it's 360 acres. Um, we, we're taking some people out there to show them an open home, and this is a place with no power or anything. It's just like, she said, it's just like shacks. There's just shacks on this island. There's people that live on this island. And the ferry service is all intermittent. And she goes, well, I'm not going to pass that up because it's expensive to get out there. And this is going to be a free trip. So she went out there and she saw the shack and she goes, she goes, oh, I blame my 12-year-old son, but we, yeah, we just brought it. So, oh. <laughs> and, she, and she said, my mum went there all those years ago on this documentary. And she said, this guy turned up who had met her mum way back in the day and they call him grumpy and he said do you want to look at the governor's house or something like that from 1860 there's an old mansion on this island and he just they walked up to it and he just got a brick lifted it up there's the key opened it up and she said it was amazing that wasn't like the mansions from the uh, dollop episode in New Zealand that we went up to Auckland to hear, listen to, possibly you very when very they were similar. About those yeah, board mansions. And yeah, so yeah. it was pretty interesting. But the really cool thing was, I said, well, ended up talking about pumpkins because when she started her talk originally, like before that, they said, if anybody know before our guest speaker gets up, if anybody knows someone that would like to come and talk to us, and you know, it's you know free, like you know, don't want to charge us, and that that'd be great. First thing this Elizabeth says when she gets up, she's like, 
you need to get Sam here to talk about pumpkins because I want to know all about them now. And he only spoke for about 30 seconds. That was the start of her talking. Nice. And I was like, yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> but she's actually going to email me and she's got some contacts and all the media. And she's like, oh, North and South magazine and all sorts of stuff. Um, uh, look at you go. Nice. So, bit of networking there last night. So, it was well worth it. Uh, very good. And oh, good. we're going to wrap this up, Chris, because we're right at the end. Make sure to check us out at com. Find us on Facebook or wherever else you want to go. Spotify now. Oh, we're all over Spotify. People, We've got about four people on there, I think. Anyway, I've got what some you for- got there? fortune cookies, Chris. Oh, we're going to... We're going to tell our... This is our fortune for the next week. We'll see what happens. Our fortune for the next week. What have I got on this week? I've got... Um, I've got a weekend... Oh, my, mine is perfect for me. I hope yours is as perfect as mine is. Okay, I better go, go first then. Yeah, you better. Your success will be improved each year. And I think that I've ripped off the bit that says you remain alive. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mine is you will never be last in line. You will always excel. And with that, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.